Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. Greetings and welcome to a Friday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is February 21st. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, what a great Friday. Victory Friday. We get Westy all day. Full on Westy from the first ball to the end. Oh, you, you just, he just raised the glass. I, I was unaware you were. It's no longer dry January, I guess. And now you just... You're surprising me with by pulling your wine glass on camera here. Doing doing some testing, maybe a maybe a future uh, future product. Oh, really? We've done just about every other beverage known to man. <laughs> wine, I guess, could be a potential uh, sponsor, right? Complete maybe. the uh, cycle. Well, I'm, I'm I'm happy for you. We'll get into Westy. Obviously, big big day. What do you end up? I think you end up with it wasn't it didn't start well. Blowout. It was a total blowout. It started fine, you know. We didn't, uh, we didn't no. get we didn't get on the case until this morning. There's only five hours left in the vote when we when we got on it. Oh really? Yeah. We just were asleep. Yeah. Uh, Speeth was Speeth was, <laughs> was carrying the day in the morning. I was like, oh my god, everybody's just racing to the big name. He's fiftieth in the world. He's, you know, just flaring shots into the middle of hazards all day and he's going to be on tv tomorrow and then by the grace of god it was a blowout i'm looking at it right now 46.6 percent webb sergio and westy beat uh speeds group to 33 so they won thir- by thir- more than 13 percent of the vote so they, you get westy tomorrow well you know we bamboozled speed tracker all the shotgunners united bamboozle <laughs> There's, there's some speed tracker. There's like three of them that I found out that were all oh, really? pump, pumping the vote. <laughs> they they all today. they all were claiming victory. You know, oh, they, really? They got focused in on speed's round, and <laughs> next thing they knew, they were down uh, down big. I didn't. I missed this. I wonder if there were any shenanigans. I hope not. I, I we don't. We want a free and fair election. <laughs> we, I mean, come on. We don't want to win dirty. No, no. And, and if we did, please don't inform of us. We want no complete plausible deniability of this. Please. Um, so it was just a good Friday junior, you know, for the, we're getting more and more. I think it's become more pervasive Friday junior. I, I think people keep sending us screenshots from the, you know, the overenthusiastic peppy, you know, office coordinator, send them the Friday junior salutations. That's exactly who I envision the office coordinator. When when I was um, when I t- did an internship in college, yeah, <laughs> uh, I worked in this office, and I'll never forget my favorite day was when this over enthusiastic woman that worked in the office behind my like cubicle, 
oh, got yeah. got fired and she got she went nuts. But like she was, you know, the entire summer I was like hung over. Sure. Oh, cube, yeah, I know exactly the scene. I had the same. And then she got fired like one of my last days. And I was just like, oh, this is just oh. wonderful. I, I had the exact same scenario. I won't bore you with the details. But while we're on the subject. But she of- would use Friday Junior. She would have used it. kind of person. Yeah. Did you see today, getting back to wine day, today was National Love Your Pet Day, and everybody's tweeting about this. Why, why do we need this? Why do we need hey, this? Hey, we got All Shotgun things. Start Day coming up. Of course, there I'm sure there's a National Pet Day. Do we also need a Love Your Pet Day? If you have the pet, everybody's got a pet. Everybody loves their pet. These are just, of course you love your pet. We don't need to see. These are all social media creations these the just so you know it's like a boon these days donut day wine day love your pet day drink Sip. wine day not wine day drink wine day drink wine well i bet there's a separate you know wine day love your pet of course you love your pet i swear to god social media these days and then like what are what else is there? Like, Do you think oh, it the, should be national listen listen to Shotgun Start Day? So that opens it up. That. Sure, <laughs> sure. Na- make make it a call to action, a verb. There, it's like these days. What else? Social media has just brought back the pumpkin patch because everybody's got to go so they can post it to social media, right? Everybody's got to put their their duck boots on and their flannel shirt, ride the hay. So, like social media, total boon for the pumpkin patch. Big boon for the. Uh, Did you see the 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 comments about the wildflowers blooming in Southern Cal- no. in California last year? No, no. Well, they had a great rain season, so it, you know there was like an epic wildflower uh, blooms, and all the social media influencers were going and taking pictures, laying in the wildflowers, and oh there was an uproar. There's an uproar with the environmentalists because yeah. they were like, "You can't lay on the wildflowers. You're killing them all." influencers ruining everything that just these that and the guy who made the back to school or first day of school chalkboard that guy's like scrooge mcduck now just got a room full of gold thanks to instagram facebook all these random little products that you know one day we're we're gonna have nothing and then social media makes them a thing because everybody's got to post their pictures we should come up with a social media of golf uh thing you know, like the pump. What's the pumpkin patch of social media? <laughs> Just some <laughs> sleepy industry that's brought back to life because everybody has to go take pictures there. All right, we're we're off we're off the rails here. But happy happy love your pet day. I hope you love it. It could be the tiger gift. It could be the, the fist. The well, <laughs> we're making these dumb faces that nobody can see. That gift has receded a little bit. Um. All right. Where are we? What do we want to talk? About? I, I'm I'm so yeah. disoriented. I don't, I don't know where we should go. Talking about the Halloween. <laughs> Let's talk about Chipotlepec. Chipotlepec. Oh, you see Paul Tesori tweeting tonight? Oh yeah, I replied. Oh, you did? Yeah. So did I. I was proud of my reply. Actually, yours was great. That. Right? Yeah. All right. So what's the tweet? Did he delete it? No. no. Club Club de Golf to Chapultepec is 7,300 yards from the back plates at 7,800 feet all to whatever. Makes the course 6,400 yards effectively. Today, the field was 100 plus over par. 
Also, no rough. Please, USGA and PGA Tour can do- take notice. It is course design. This is the caddy for uh, Webb Simpson. Can we can we just start with number one? It's not course design because the course was designed probably with almost no trees. No trees. That's true. So, so That's true. first off, it would be uh, he. What he believes in is a membership with an aggressive tree planting program, <laughs> which has turned out really well all over the place. Well, that's this is the whole problem. It's not. It's not course. Yeah, if you're just gonna go by plus over par, under par, and that's that is a de facto proof evidence of course design, good or bad, then you're barking up the wrong tree. So, uh, but but again, this is a an accusionet accomplice, right? Tesori, he's a caddy for Webb, who was last week shouting about how we need, you know, ten yard fairways and eight inch rough and whatever else fast greens so just getting off topic again what what are your thoughts how was the day at chipotlepec rory mcelroy i'll tell you what he won the lup slam the inaugural lup slam which we awarded created and awarded last year what is the lup slam you gotta win fedex in a calendar year you gotta win fedex cup players a wgc and like another pga tour event yeah because he won the canadian open too he won the China, the HSBC WGC, all in the calendar year. Now he's going for the WGC slam, which, of course, talking point all day. Yeah, that is, that is. It's catnip. <laughs> catnip in the broadcast tower, which, of course, it makes everybody happy. Uh, so he's just the this, this, this slam chaser. So it's not surprising to see him there. Like it, I, it, I, he, he rises the moment in every <clears throat> slam moment except for the the slam that actually matters i mean this year he might get it done though i love rory i love him i love him as a player watching him today watching him today was great it was amazing he had four irons to 10 feet he was it wasn't just the ball it, was, it wasn't just the driver you know it's it's, it's everything he putted him. great today i love watching him and i love listening to him and he's so He's great for the media, someone like me, but like the masters, this isn't a hot take. Like it's in his head. Like it's, it's in his head. It's, it's, it's a different, everything goes out the window for him there. All this calm, all this center, all this, I know who I am. And I I think that's all true, but it clearly, he, he gets flustered and is on tilt there right now. So I hope to God he get, completes the slam, but it's one thing to win the WGC slam. And I think if it was any other one, I honestly think if it was the Open that was outstanding or the PGA, it was like, it, there's just something about Augusta that I think he hates. And I think part I don't of it think is, he hates it. I just think he, I, I don't I think he, it's the scars. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't mean he hates the tournament or Augusta. I think he just hates the, every year that passes it's, it just becomes more of a thing that he doesn't want to confront so it whatever. becomes we'll a bigger burden that. you know sometimes when i have to do voiceovers i start messing up i'll, I'll knock it out really well the first time but i'll mess, mess up one thing and then yeah. i'll keep going and yeah. and every time i mess it up it, i mess it up worse and worse over and over and over again and then it's eventually in your head that's what's the same thing that happens with golf yeah yeah, no, no. I don't know why we're talking about him with Augusta, but well, I mean, that's really all that matters with him, you know. <sighs> like that, this is 
it's it, it's it's other majors matter and and Augusta matters. Well, yeah, right. And, and Rory's at the point in his career. I mean, he can only play the tournament that's in front of him right now, right? And he, he it was beautiful, beautiful to watch him play today. But like all it does, he's at a point in his career where all it will do is prompt more questions about. All right, you're awesome. We know you're awesome. You want another WGC? What, what about the Masters? What about U.S. Open, et cetera? So, um, what else from the day did you enjoy watching? JT four under, Bubba four under. Then uh, you got the UPS man, Louis Oost- Oosthuizen three under sixty eight. Birdies, Birdies the last to get in the house. He was, I think, one shy of Bubba, almost at the clubhouse. Lead. I'll tell you what, the Bryson thing. We're so far into the schedule. He's he's played so much. You were mad about this. Like how how much longer do I have to listen to them talk about his weightlifting program? It's Thursday of of in March. Like the only people watching Thursday coverage is diehards. Everybody that's a diehard knows. That's a good point. That he's put on a bunch of muscle. I'm not going to complain about this if it's Saturday. He's in contention. It's on national TV. You got a well, audience. A new crew, people. new network coming in. They need. They they haven't buried it in the ground. So it's all new guys. So no, now they're, they're going to keep saying it. I, it's going to go all year. My guess is. <laughs> it is going to go. I mean, is he just going to keep ballooning? Are we going to end up in August and he's going to be like an oompa loompa? What are we go? What are we going for here? I mean, just, I don't think lifting season's over for Bryson. He's just begun. He he said it's not possible to get to where he wants to get. Well, to. this is my other thing. Are they trying to sell PGA Tour Live subscriptions? Because I couldn't watch the golf. I mean, I love the Puerto Rico Open, but that's going to one thirty. Then the golf doesn't come out till two. Rory, all these guys playing early. Bryson, DJ, they're like deep into their front nine. So we missed that. And then at the back end, they got nothing. The broadcast went to seven o'clock. They're, they're showing Bryson, you know, doing his Sergio routine, signing autographs for all the kids and, you know, trying to speak Spanish and things like that. And they got GAT and his dad with this, you know, they're doing this eight minute segment like us talking about pumpkin patches that has nothing to do with anything. And he's JT signing autographs. And then they're showing Jason Kokrak, who's like T40 and three over par. Same with Shugo. They just had like 50 minutes to kill on the back end, just running out the clock like Dean Smith calling four corners. But on the front end, we didn't, we missed all the marquee crews. It was well, such an odd coverage window. So we can talk about Rory's comments about the PGL later. But yeah, if, if the PGL doesn't happen, I hope the PGA Tour looks at it and says, why don't we take some of the best ideas from this? Mm-hmm. Like, if we're going to show four hours of coverage, let's have all of our big names in the four hours. Let's make yeah. sure that everybody gets to see who they want to see in the four hours. Let's adjust. I mean, I would say that's usually the case, right? I was staggered. It's what, not, though. I... It's not. Today was Today was very odd. I just... Rarely do you get caught with your pants down like that for an hour where they're just like, got nobody out there. And they're just, they're, it, it was bizarre. I don't know if that was like a, I think people, people might've played too fast. Drive. 
You think that's it? Maybe it was. It, it was just hot. Here's Shugo, button for like 74. And they did like Hicks and Azinger. They, they had to show a lot of Westy even. Well, they did. I'll tell you what. They never went in close or tight. <laughs> no. It was always from the tower. It was always like from behind the tee. Like, I don't know how they're going to do it tomorrow. With, with PGA Tour Live. So this is our this is our game for Friday. Nobody's working on Friday, right? You know, like let's let's if you're in your cubicle and uh, you want to put your headphones in to ignore the over enthusiastic office coordinator behind you. I used to play just I would out and out play party poker. Remember when poker that was the big thing <laughs> online poker, and you're just like blowing money. You're, you're not good at po- like you're just get you're a mark. I would like I had a summer job. And to just tell people to get away from Hanover, of course. I would just pull party <laughs> poker up. I was like, oh, well, he, he's not working. It's like, leave me alone. Just leave me alone. Put my headphones in and play party poker uh, for everyone to see. So either way, tomorrow, this is your charge. Let, let, should we try to figure out how many like times we see really blatant and brazen attempts to, to crop out the UPS logo? They think it's got to be unavoidable at times, right? It it is. I mean, it's right. It's, so, it's in the most prominent position. What do you think's more prominent, the hat or the shirt? The hat. Hat's number one. Yeah, I had somebody from Ireland sending me. Apparently, the people in Ireland are like, well, at least some faction of them are adamant that Roy didn't play the Olympics because they're sponsored by New Balance, and he would have had to wear a New Balance hat instead of Nike. What? And that's why you. He wouldn't have to wear a New Balance hat. He doesn't even wear hats in the Ryder Cup. Well, that's the thing. Apparently, he might have had to wear it for the team. And it's like in his contract that he can't. And allegedly, this is totally unfounded. These are this sounds, Irish, redi- this sounds absolutely there ridiculous. There are some Ireland people that, uh, a loyal listener, by the way, love love the guy. But I don't know that I, I'm buying it yet. This sounds like something that the Ryder Cup, he doesn't wear the it. He wears no at hat. A pub. That, that sounds like a pub rumor that got misconstrued 35 times through the grapevine. But so apparently that's why he didn't play Olympics, where new, according to the, the Irish that's, theory. There's new, no way. Because he would have had to wear it in his, there, in he his wouldn't contract. Have, nobody, you can't make somebody wear a hat. It's forbidden. He said, no, I'm not going to wear the hat. That's what he did at the Ryder Cup, right? Yeah. Um, so getting, yes, the hat is more prominent. Do you think right? Rory wouldn't wear a hat if it wasn't for uh, Nike? Nike? Yeah, I think he'd probably wear a hat less. I don't know that he, I don't know they wouldn't wear a hat at all. I don't know. Um, Do you think that maybe the hat's holding him back on Sundays? Shut up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe the hat's holding him back at Augusta. That's going to be like Skip Bayless' take before the U.S. <laughs> Open. Remember how Ricky's too physically short? <laughs> That could be I like might a... lean, I might lean into that too. <laughs> um, we, no, saw, but... we saw the best Rory McIlroy at the 2016 Ryder Cup. Because he didn't have to wear a hat? Yeah. So dumb. All right. Um, but yes, let's do If you're out there, try to keep track of all the blatant attempts to crop out the UPS logo on CJ. Ter- Terrell Hatton. It's sneakily bad, really, really good. Terrell? Come on, Terrell. What is he, like the running back from the Broncos? Mid-90s? 
I, I always, I, it looks like he's, it's Terrell, Terrell Owens to me. <laughs> Terrell Hatton. Terrell, what about him? What do you? What's your point? About He's played Terrell? really well here. He always yeah. plays well here. He hasn't been playing golf, and he just came out and he's back in contention. There's a I'm lot excited of... for to see all the spike marks that get blamed. Oh, he's outside. doing it today. <laughs> he was doing it today. He can repair the spike marks now. He blew a five footer like six feet past, and he's waving his putter over the grass like a wand. Over the green. Hey, you know, I was looking for material for the Instagram. You're Mr. Giggles tonight. A little wine. Um, I was looking for Instagram content to put up. Shotgun Start Pod Instagram account. Just, Have a little bit of fun. Just rummaging around. And I forgot about Terrell Hatton and Sharma being put on the clock, but Phil not being put on the clock the year he won. And, and Haddon goes on like some podcast. What was that? Two years ago. It's like I was raging. I didn't. Uh, Phil was the one holding us up, and the official put us two on the clock and not Phil. I forgot about that. He he has a kind of a checkered history with this event. Oh yeah, but he's always in the mix. Yeah, he's T eight after the first round. That whole you know the Jake Nichols statistical study from four or five years ago really coming to fruition. With the the Euros that just kind of pocket all those world ranking points in like the end of the year and start of calendar year. They're just all, I mean. You talking about Vic Perez and Rio Ishikawa? <laughs> DJ and Sneds are the only Americans really outside. What about Shaggy the King? I guess he's <laughs> all right. He's a tour, no, he's a tour player, though. He's a, I mean, you got Jorge Campillo. How, how dare Perez. you put, how you dare you put, how dare you put MLV in that box? MLV, Bob McIntyre, Kurt Kitayama, who's an American, but he's a European tour player. Marcus Kinholt, Sean Norris. I mean, it's, it's just, it's, it's, it is like a lock now every year. Oh, by the way, I lost your bet about somebody going from Mexico to there's Oman. like 13 guys going, yeah. No way. Really? Yeah. Uh, like almost every guy that I listed is going. Oh, I only saw Jorge Campillo. I was told. They're on the they're on the direct flight to Oman. Marcus Kinholt's going. Muscat. Wow. Really? The Muscat. You know, somebody. Why is that so funny? What? That's, is that a no nickname for Marcus Kinholt? No, Muscat. <laughs> It's the city in Oman. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were talking about Marcus Kinholt's name. But it's it's now his nickname. <laughs> the Muscat. Henceforth, Marcus Kinholt is known as Muscat Marcus. All right, there we go. Um oh uh, yeah, what was that shit? What was I, gonna... I don't know. Muscat derailed this. <laughs> God, what was I gonna say? Shit, some some Euro tour. They uh, play like trash no. in Mexico City. All right. Yeah, no, it was Doral too. Same thing. Someone texted us. Friend of the program texted us that if you were in the top twenty in the race to Dubai last year, in the top ten this year, there have only been like a handful of events. You get in this top ten race to Dubai. I mean, 
Oh, that's that's crazy. I saw someone was tweeting at Shackleford that like the number 480th player in the world is in this field. You know, know what's, who... you know, saddest top 10 in the FedEx Cup doesn't get you in. Well, that's because I mean, yeah, but they're that's true. I mean, is Lanto here? No, Lanto's not there. Oh, really? I don't think so. I thought he was playing. God, I can't for Muscat. Um, I don't think Lanto's in the field. Is Lucas Herbert here? Yeah. Aber. Yeah, Lanto, Lanto's not in the field. Guy, guy, guy's maybe the only guy that's gone toe to toe with Rory in the last six months and won. <clears throat> All right, let's move on. I'm looking at Pablo Lara the ball. Why, He's not why even take, or one under? Why do we take Weisberger in the, that three? Why He's didn't I take it? Why did? Because I thought I thought that I thought Pablo would be a better bet. I wanted more drama. Okay. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's get out of the Mexico. Any other all thoughts right. on Mexico? What do you think of Spieth? I mean, that was a that was. A... What do I think of Spieth? I mean, what well, what? <laughs> are you? I mean, that was an alarming. It was a it's a longer part three. It's two hundred thirty yards. What? But he almost hit it on the other side of the hazard. That far right. What what do you want me to say? I I had you know I I got in conversations with speed trackers this afternoon. <laughs> they all were mourning their loss. I mean, he fit, he was sixty second in strokes gained off the tee, fifty ninth in strokes gained approach. I I wonder if there's going to be a a grip change for the weekend that you know <laughs> everybody writes about and says there's hope. <laughs> I mean, what what he shouldn't even be here. All right. I mean, I'm just telling you that that one shot, he was 40 yards off the target on a part three. It's not, not that part three. I remember this last year. It's got this like 120 foot tree right in front of the green. Well, that's, what, that's, it's course. I, it's course. Brendan is course design. Listen, Paul Tesori, it's course design. And then the fountain and the hazard just kind of is like the chef's kiss on top of it. All right. Um, Last thing, everybody's sharing like what Rory's hitting a four iron, how far he's hitting it, and can, stock can I, yardages. Can I? That social image is everywhere. These stock yardages. We, can I? Can that. I tell? Can I tell you how Jordan Spieth played the 18th hole? Yeah, go ahead. So 18 is 379 yards. Okay. Yeah, you know, right. a lot of guys are hitting driver up there and just hitting a little chip shot, right? Well, yeah. Spieth hit one two twenty seven off the tee into the rough. He was at one sixty three. He dumped it into the front right bunker. Oh my god! <laughs> then he hit it about. Uh, he hit it thirty feet past the hole from the bunker. Two putt first bogey. I think that's kind of symbolic of yeah. What's going on really with Spieth? Really is. <clears throat> what's up with DJ? What's up with the? He played well last week. He just didn't play well on Sunday. I guess he's played yeah. like five weeks in a row now too. Seventy-eight at Pebble. He went from Saudi Arabia. Didn't he play Tory? No. Okay, so he went from Saudi Arabia to uh, Pebble to Riv to Mexico City. He's probably pretty tired. What? All right. And then last thing for the day, my favorite WGC thing for the no cut is how big the spread will be between last and uh, first. 
that's just there's no there's no place to run and hide there's no cut you just got to keep like that herb brooks herb brooks and miracle like again again you just keep going the wrong way like i think willett one year lost by like 45 Stephen bowditch at Doral lost by like 55 strokes it's just it's it's not there's nowhere to run and hide when you're at the bottom rory's it's already 16 the spread victor perez and uh rory so all right let's get out of mexico uh puerto rico any thoughts on the puerto rico open we had danny chops I, I I just like that we didn't hit on this. We hit it on a, on on the Instagram page, but uh, Will Grace tweet: <laughs> no, no player that's won Puerto Rico has won outside of Puerto Rico. God, Michael Ever. Bradley repeated as champion, er, didn't repeat, but he he won two years a year after he won. Yeah. The year before, he's he the only player to ever win again on the PGA Tour after winning Puerto Rico, and it was Puerto Rico again. Now so you, it's, a, you, it's a curse. I mean, the the bridesmaids there are like a storied history, and everyone loves to throw that out there. You know, Spieth Day. I I mean, Spieth Day, you? Burger Bryson. This is concern you for Fina. Are you worried about the the PR? That's curse? A, I, it's a legitimate concern. Because all the others are kind of like, all right, yeah. I mean, but Fina is someone that you expect to win and maybe win majors. I mean, it's it's a little alarming here. So I mean, look what happened to Mark, Martin Trainer. I mean, yeah. I've been watching this new uh, HBO oh show. I forgot oh, what it's man. called. Uh, but it's about like you know how like the 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 boogeyman could be real. Is it a documentary? Is it a drama? What no, are it's it's about? like a drama. It's a drama. I can't I can't believe I've forgotten the name of it. I bet okay. me and Mrs. are watching it. But okay. uh, yes. but it's about how the boogeyman could be real and like everybody around the book the boogeyman goes and like it you know and then everybody around him dies and Martin Trainer might be the boogeyman. <laughs> Or like the the Puerto Rico Open might be the boogeyman. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's like one of the part three contests at the Masters. You're infected. Sure. Once you're infected. Well, either way, Kyle Stanley leads eight under sixty four down there. Peter Uline in the mix six under sixty six, fresh off his uh, appearance at the uh, Genesis Invitational for a needless highlight about his Lecom Classic play. Hey, do you want to do flashback? Yeah, I, I, yeah, go for I it. Got a flashback is about the PR. All right, let's do it. Let's blunder. Great, great segue. All right, we're going back to 2012. Do you know who won 2012? So it was a year. Michael Bradley won 11. No, who was it? It was uh, George McNeil. Oh, he never won again. I thought he, he won Greenbrier. He, he won that. before. He won before he won. Puerto Rico. It was his second win. Did he win Greenbrier? Is that the one he won? I think I, can't, won I didn't Greenbrier. write it down. So. All right. George McNeil. George McNeil birdies the final three holes to beat 20-year-old Rio Ishikawa by two shots. Mm. Dramatic finish. McNeil really went out there and won it. So, uh... What does that mean? I mean, he birdied the last three holes. He won fries.com up there. Okay. So McNeil, it was his second win. He won the fries. It was his last win. Uh, since Puerto Rico, since winning there in 2012, oh God. McNeil has seven 
top 10 finishes on every tour, on any tour. On Sef- any tour. Okay. Seven top 10 finishes. Okay. So that's uh, that's eight years. Less yep. than, that's less than one top 10 a year since winning. Yep. Um, so the second place finish, the story of this is the second place finish for Ishikawa. Okay. I decided to take a drive, trip down Ishikawa memory lane. Uh, how old was he? He was time? 20 years 20, old. At 2012. Okay. So this uh, gave him enough points to earn status on a card on the PGA Tour. So he, he had some deliberation. He didn't accept the membership right away, but then he accepted it. 2013 was his first full year. So... At this point, he's 20. He had won nine times, and he after the second-place finish, he's ranked 47th in the world. All right, so still very, very bright future for Ishikawa. Yep. yep. So we're going to go back, and here's a couple things about Ishikawa. So this is what it, it took me further back when I started researching okay. this. So he won his first-ever pro tournament he played in. He was a 15-year-old amateur. Everybody knows this. Um, in 2009, he won nine times and become the, became the youngest player ever in the top 50 in the world at age 15. His nickname was the Bashful Prince. Did you know that? <laughs> no. Uh, maybe. I don't know. It sounds vaguely familiar. Okay. His first like quiet, quiet demeanor. That's and he one. was always very polite to the thought. Like, he had, like, hundreds of media people around him at all times. He was Hideki to like the end oh yeah like the way bigger biggest crowd Hideki's ever seen was an average crowd for Ishikawa Mm -hmm. so um this is a uh, Takahiro Hayashi junior golf guy from Japan said I don't think I'll see anyone else like this while I'm still alive a player as talented as this only comes along once every hundred years <clears throat> wow. So in t- 2009, he makes his debut at Riviera. Bashful Prince. Okay. He said, hello, America, at his press conference. Oh, he did? Yeah. Hello, world. Hello, America. I yeah. like it. I like it. So um, this is, uh, I had, I, I pulled stuff from a lot of articles. I'm just going to cite a ball off. Is okay. I, I, Daniel Rappaport wrote a piece for golf or golf digest uh, before the Zozo. Then there were a bunch of guardian articles that don't have authors on them, which was weird. Uh, A a CNN article. And then Jason, a Jason Sobel ESPN article. Okay. Getting all your citations out here. I just want to get them out, get them out. Professional of you. Yeah. You know, I, I like to cite my sources when I take material. Not. Yeah. Maybe uh, disclose that you're owned by the same company. Something like, yeah, it's just standard rope procedure there. Yes. Okay. Um, so, so in two th- this is from the Guardian article. 2009 made it. Uh, Rio Ishikawa attracts tiger-like attention in Asia. It will be fun to, uh, for a U.S. audience to see him for the first time, while fans throughout the world watch him compete against the PGA Tour's best players. Said an unapologetic tournament director, Tom Polchinski. Who pointed out that McElroy may be may now be ranked in the top twenty, but he wasn't at the time when decisions about sponsors' invitations were being made. Whoa! 
So Rio got the Rory spot. Yes. Back in the early. Yeah. So this is setting the stage to something we're about to get to. So Pul- okay. if Polchinski was uh, unapologetic, he had a good cause Wait, to be so. Are we talking about Riviera here? Yes. The yeah. sponsor? Okay. Yeah. All right. So Tournament good. organizers claimed they have uh, issued a record number of media credentials this week. 400. Holy Many of them to Japanese outlets who are here to cover Ishikawa, while the gallery following the teenager during Thursday's opening round was far bigger than those who followed Phil Mickelson and Patrick Harrington. Sure. I mean, this was, I don't think people, uh, you know, if you're younger, this was total mania, Rio. He he was dwarfing Tiger's uh, media followings at tournaments. So in the lead up to the... uh, in the lead up to the 09 Masters, this is a Phil Mickelson quote. So what what started to come about was that there was a big, the new big three. What Masters is this? 09. The, the big three that was going to change, change Rio, golf. Rory, Rio, and... Rory, one other. Ricky? Danny Lee. Oh my God. Really? He <laughs> yeah. won the USAM at Pinehurst. And then he won the pro event really young. Okay. Okay. Um, I gotta find this. Yeah. Um, okay, here here's the here's the Phil quote. Eventually there are going to be people who replace myself, Tiger, Ernie, VJ, and the guys that have been in the top five or top ten in the world ranking the last however many years we are trying to hold off these guys off but it's just a matter of time before they start to overtake a lot of us and that was about those three wow holy cow oh nine at at, so 2010 u.s open rory and ishikawa are paired together the guardian dubbed the duo the jack and arnie of the post tiger era oh my god Where was the 2010 U.S. Open? What was that one? Uh, 2010 would have been... Not... Uh... Oh, man. Pebble, Pebble, Pebble. Graham McDowell. Okay. Um... <laughs> the, the Arnie and Jack. Yeah. Of the so, post-Tiger. Ishikawa... Little did we know of Tiger, you know, 09. The next decade would be like the most insane decade of professional athletes ever had but okay continue so ishikawa one of the cool things he did do in 2011 Mm. during this 2011 season after the tsunami like that awful tsunami hit japan he donated a thousand dollars for every birdie he made i i I sort of remember this yeah it ended up like totaling well over a million dollars yeah and Like you think about these guys that donate a hundred dollars a birdie per for an event, and it's like, <laughs> well, all charity's good charity. Every but, but at the same time, like, it's not dog. I'm, yeah. I'm not dog. I'm just saying, he did it for an entire year. Yeah, it was basically he was some weeks he was negative money. I do remember this. I remember. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I remember this. So he had. You know, middling success on the PGA Tour. He had back injuries that have derailed him. Um, one of the things... But he's doing... He's he's not on the tour, but he's playing pretty well. well. Oh, yeah, he's been playing great. Over- he won three times last year. So we're getting to that. 
Yeah. Okay. So middling success kind of flames out on the PGA tour. Goes back. He has a back injury. Goes back and is playing Japanese tour. Had a great year last year. So this is from Rappaport's piece on golf digest. Um, he goes, so the quote of Ishikawa to see the likes of Tiger Woods, Rory McIlroy, Jason day. I was just really happy that they remembered me. What? Come on, Rio. He's got confidence here. Er, yeah. Issue. You it's know? like Shugo saying there's no way he can be Brooksy. So this is very, his, very humble by Rio. This is what he said about the PGA tour and kind of what happened. So he's this phenom. I was just really shocked to see how everyone was hitting it so long and so straight. The players who were longer than me were also straighter than me. That sent me in a downward spiral with the driver. So he chased distance. He tried to gear his game for distance, and that is kind of what caused all these problems with him. And, you know, I, I couldn't help but after this research, all I could think about was like, Rio Ishikawa and Matteo Manasero are like oh, the, the I was the, about to bring it up. The trage- the, they're like the same guy. I was about to ask you. I I've been looking it up while you've been talking. They, we were on the same track yeah, there. That's all I could think up. when I was doing this research. All I could think about was Matteo Manasero. I've done that. We were on the simpatico on that. I've been looking at Matteo Manasero stuff the last five minutes while you were talking. What would you guess is, uh, you may already know, what's his, uh, what's Mr. Manicero's world ranking right now? Uh, 275. 1,418. Oh. I'm not sure he even has status. I think he's in Q school. Oh, man. Made the master's cut as a 16-year-old. Won the BMW. Won Wentworth. I, just, I thought he was can't miss. I thought Rio was can't miss. Yeah, those early 10s kind of teenage phenoms that have, I don't know, a decade later, we... I mean, Rio is doing markedly better. So, Matteo Manicero, how old yeah. is he? He's got to be like 29 or something, right? 26. Jeez. 26? 26. He's off the tour. He's only 26. Holy cow. I, like, Brooks Kepka made it to the PGA Tour at, like, age right? 25. I wonder if that's an injury or distant. What's going on? It's. I, I think know. there's a lot of it's distance. Jason. Yeah. That's a shame. So sorry to be, but Mate, uh, but Rio is like his yeah. goal. So well. this week, he in his press conference, he talked about or an interview. They had it in two different sort. Uh, two different people had this quote, or that I saw maybe more. And he said, "He said I want to get back to the PGA Tour." Interesting. That's so he's right. playing this week, and he's playing Honda. If he gets into the top fifty, that's you know, look he, out. Yeah, he could be Masters. going back to the Masters. That'd be great. He was one. He was. He, he got. I think he got two or three special exemptions they gave him mm-hmm. Masters. He, he, you know, the the Shugo and the Shub Sharma kind of international exemption. So, oh, good flashback. Let Go me ahead. uh, let me find these Rory quotes. Uh, about Rio? No, it's about uh from all the players about Rory. Um, uh, isn't this Jason Sobel piece? Uh, okay, okay. I'm just pulling it up real quick. Um, right. here we here we go. I got it. I got it. It's from okay. 2009. So this is 
these are all these players talking about Rory, uh, yeah. and it's like you know it's his first year essentially. Okay, Ogilvy, he's the real deer deal. He's a very impressive golfer. It's feasible that he's going to be a, a be top two or three in the world within a year. I mean, he's that good. The more he plays, the more different sorts of golf courses he plays. He's just going to add more and more dimensions to his game. This will be the worst ranking he's got for the next 10 years, what it is now. It's only going up because he's very impressive. I mean, that's that was like on the money. I mean, obviously, we all know he's good. He got to 500 weeks inside the top 10 in November. Yeah. No, faster than way faster than Tiger. I don't know that that will ever be done. 500 weeks inside the top 10 before you're what, 30? What is he now? I think he's fine. All right, Ian Poulter. Go ahead. He hits right. it high, he hits it long, he puts it well, and he's got a good head on his shoulder. That's a nice round mix to have to be out here playing professional golf. So he's going to have a very excited couple of years. He's going to be heading in one direction, and that's up. Ernie Els. Rory's going to be a major factor in professional golf. I think you're probably looking at the ne- next number one in the world in him. Winning in Dubai got that little hungry, uh, little monkey off his back, and he's got a lot of confidence going now. Rory's hungry, as we say. He's he has a lot going for him. It's just, yeah. I mean, it, the it's so funny because you can tell that Sobel was going and getting all these quotes, and nobody talked about Ishikawa or Danny Lee the the way they talked about Rory. So the players knew. That could be. Because yeah. th- this article is about, I mean, they're, they're... It's supposed to be about the three of them? I'll, I'll post the article tomorrow. Okay. It's really, okay. it's a it's an interesting article to go back and read. Because, okay. like, you can see, like, they got they got Ryuji Yamato to talk about <laughs> Ryo Ishikawa. Sure. You know, sure. and you got, you got three of, like, three of the great players. I, I don't know if I want to put Poulter in that category, but Ogilvy and, and Els... <laughs> You know, two major winners, two, you know, top five players for a long period of time. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Um, well, I remember after he won, what was, after he won Congressional, didn't Patrick Harrington say he was going to win like 20 majors? In the, uh, like, you want to hear Tiger? He's won four, five, five. No, four, 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 five if you count the players. Last year's players. Go ahead. Here's what Tiger What's said. Tiger he said, there's no doubt the guy's a talent. Um, we can all see it. The way he hits the golf ball, the way he putts, the way he can chip, get up and down. He has the composure. He has all the components to be the best player in the world. There's no doubt. It's just a matter of time and experience and then basically gaining that experience in big events. That takes time. And I mean, geez, he's only 19. Just give him some time and I'm sure he'll be there. Think about if you're Tiger and you've just been asked about these phenoms for like the last 20 years of your life, whether it's Rio, whether it's Rory, whether it's whoever, you know, that you've been paired with in the last few years. That's, you know, 20. Just that that's he and he has to be nice, right? He has to be gentle. But of course, you know, with Rory, he, he saw it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. They didn't say that stuff about uh, Danny Lee and Rio. Yeah. But the the writers wrote about it. <laughs> sure. Gotcha. All right. Great flashback Friday. I love it. Should we do news? Yeah. Let's Some do quick news. news. Uh, Peter Costas 
man on fire on the no laying up podcast this is i don't know that we need to like go into this because if you're listening to this you probably listen to that it came out i think even before wednesday our wednesday it was, it was like recorded. a tuesday night we recorded early yeah so. we recorded before it came out so we didn't talk about it on the wednesday pod but it's now been out there a couple of days it's, i mean uh, what do you what's your reaction we don't need to cover it as news everybody's probably digested it what i felt was it affirmed a lot of things that i have thought and have talked about it, the the fact that the pga tour doesn't care about their product you know the the Patrick Reed cheating thing was, you know, I think that bomb. was a little more, yeah, like new, like hard news, you know, that that's like hard news, newsworthiness. Um, yeah, that was kind of later in the pod, yeah. uh, but um, I imagine they were scrambling at CBS and PGA Tour trying to, you know. I don't know, but it wasn't pleasant. It wasn't always kind to those two entities. I, I think it was actually very good for CBS. Well, that's true. Saying they are yeah. totally hamstrung financially because the tour squeezes them. And then the tour wants, then the tour puts like them and say, uh, they sell all uses, the sponsors on top of those coverage. Yeah. Uses the broadcast, not as a way to show their product, but as a way to, you know, just make a bunch of money and market, other brands that paid money it's uh it and you know the costas quote i thought costas was so spot on talking about apple i thought that that's the thing that nobody's going to talk about how you know steve jobs <clears throat> the product is the the lifeblood of that or like if you're the pga tour yeah. you are a product driven organization you should be but it's not and mm-hmm. that's the problem with it and that's where the PGL had has a real opportunity. And I know that took some really bad news this week from Rory McIlroy, but that's where the opportunity is, is that the PGA Tour doesn't care about the product, doesn't care about fans, provides a shit product, doesn't even allow, you know, they censor stuff. Cost is not being able to talk about the mass, earning a, birth in the masters is just absolutely ludicrous that this is my whole thing you just can't create an alternate universe with that everybody understands the world we live in you can't try to like silo off the real world hey props for no laying up not not becoming part of the alternate universe even though being right next door to panavidra Getting sucked Pro- in. Props the, to those guys for the, into the geodesic dome over TPC Sagra. I know that I know the new HQ's opening. I, I is it? I hope no. it's not like the Death Star. You know how it's got that the yeah. the thing that sucks everything in. <clears throat> we have to get some word on the cafeteria scene too, or all the Latino America players just kind of hanging out, all that stuff. So we'll have to get more details on the the new. The new HQ definitely worth listening. It's a uh, it's a look inside into, you know, it, it's the fan, product fan, point. Fans deserve better. Yeah, that's the very simple part of it. All right, know? other news. You mentioned the Roy McIlroy quotes. That was another thing that came Wednesday, probably shortly after our podcast went up. So it's been out there, probably digested. It's not really breaking news. 
Um, he said, he's a, no, I'm out on the PGL and I'm out until I have to be, uh, you know, if, until I can't be anymore, meaning should every other top player in the world go there. And he's the only person left. He would, um, he, he, he said it's very split at the minute. He thought among, uh, top players. Cause he doesn't see a vision envision where everybody's going. Um, he talked about tiger very specifically. He goes, tiger's 44. He's got a young, he's got two young kids. He openly said last week he wants to play 12 times a year. So this league is proposing 18. So point blank, here's Rory. So he's not going to do it. Speaking for Tiger there, I think it's half opinion, half, you know, I'm speaking for Tiger almost. Uh, of course, he doesn't officially speak for Tiger. Um, the big thing was talking about autonomy, kind of dovetailing with his Tiger point is like, I don't want to be told that I, I, I'm hearing if you accept the money, I got to play. I got to show up. I got to show up on Tuesday and do some nonsense with sponsors or league supporters or my team, my cut ad roster, all that other bullshit. It's like, I love the autonomy of knowing when and where or of deciding when and where I can play. If I accept the money, I think I lose that autonomy. Um, any other thoughts? I, I, I don't need to go into it. So I, I, here's, here's the one thing. Last, last thing he goes, some guys are in it for purely monetary reasons. You know, I would like to be on the right side of history with this one, just so sort of as Arnold was with the whole Greg Norman thing in the 90s. I value a lot of things over money, and that's my stance on it at this point. Okay. So I um, I think that everybody's very quick to bury the PGL. It's kind of well, unbelievable. Yeah. This was my thing. It's like, well, that's the end of that. Never got off the ground. Was like, well, he just articulated a scenario where he might have to go. I mean, I like, I, I'm not saying it's not a strong stance or this isn't some sort of uh, blow to the PGL, but like to say it's dead is that's not, it's if Tiger goes. Yeah. That's it, it. It now it just shifts to Tiger. And the thing that the beauty, the thing that the PGL has and it's arsenal is that it doesn't have this giant organization. It doesn't, it can't, it, like, if the PGA Tour said, if the, if Rory said, hey, you need to make this change, these five changes for me to join your tour. Yeah, that's Or true. to stay with yeah. your tour. The, yeah. the PGA Tour can't do it. They can't yeah. change. And the PGL, they can change whatever they want because it doesn't exist. Yeah. Hey, Rory, we'll play eight, play eight events. One yeah. of them be Ireland. One of them, you know, the... They can adapt to the to the whales that they want to catch. You exactly. Know? So Tiger says, I only want to play 10 times. Yeah. And they can say, okay, here's your 10 event schedule. Yeah. It's it's just not a it's not a, a burial. This is not over at yeah. all. Yeah. So like, the, the, these guys have a billion, I mean, the, they have a billion dollars ready to go. It's not over. Cash in the bank. Not you know, not in a suitcase. But I mean it's not just committed soft committed or committed it's it's in the bank ready to roll um I, so i guess that's my one reaction was like it was rory weird. rory must have learned from when he switched to taylor made about being on the wrong side of history god who was uh oh scotty scheffler see he he has no equipment deal because he wants the autonomy see but that was smoking scotty but, yeah i think rory God, I, I, I still don't know why he did that, but either way, um, I thought it was I, crazy. Scotty Scheffler, so good, and I talked to so many guys that were like <laughs> scouts for 
agencies when yeah. Scotty was coming up, and they all yeah. were like, ah, I don't know. And I'm like, what What don't you know about? You know? This guy is a stud. It's just yeah. so cra- crazy. Like, he, he's so good. He's good. He's, he's bona fide, legit. Not taking equipment. Yeah. You know? It's, it's awesome. He's in, he's the guy. So everybody went nuts about Hovland, Wolf, and Morikawa. Sure. And Scotty Scheffler's like quietly 51 in the world. And he's the, like, yeah. Just like, fresh oh, off, yeah. Fresh off the Corn Ferry tour, basically. He's essentially the guy that, that got slowed down because of the system. Already, already shown well at U.S. Opens as, you know, an amateur or qualifier. Um, the, the thing that impresses me the most about Scheffler is the yeah. bigger the event, the better he plays. And that's the yeah. way it's always been. That's what the the agents were down on was like he didn't show up every week. But I was like, look at big events. Yeah. Always right at the top. I can't believe we got on the Scheffler from Rory PGL comments. Um, a- any other reaction to Rory? On the, uh, that's the other thing. It was just weird to see people. But these are like media people who are out on tour, are close with the tour, are in with, like, of course, they're objective and independent, but like they have the relationship with the tour, not the PGL. That's all. Yeah. I, I, I do think like we should say guys have real reservations about where the money's coming from. It's not good. It's I, not I like, agree. That should make. I mean, so the I, when do you think we're gonna get our first PGL commitment, or are we? We now have a hard no. Phil, Phil is uh, Phil's the one that in his career has always chased the cash, and seems to be more thirsty than ever here. Well, he's he's getting moved moved to Florida. There could be a there could be a real reason that one would move to Florida, especially before a. Potential big cash lump sum payment from a new tour. Uh, he's getting really thirsty and unscrupulous. I think you have to have residency last... for six months, right? You have to establish residency. That it is. Um, so the timing would work out pretty well. The rumors among the media tent last week at Riviera just rampant on Friday that Phil was coming out publicly and saying he was. I mean, this is just, you know, gossip. And then he skipped, I guess, his media session and nothing ever came of it. But the, they say he was on the edge or that this is the rumors are he was on the edge. So um, can we can we talk about um, not to go backwards, but PR. Puerto Rico. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Chris Couch shot 66. I saw. There, he's not even he's retired. They're claiming everything. He's saying he's retired now. Chris, Jay McClune. Jay McClune. Is that how you say it? It's not McClune? McClune, whatever. Shot 67. I thought he was like a life insurance salesman or something. There's some, they changed a rule because of Jay McClune. They changed a sponsor exemption rule. I can't even find. I can't find like a profile for him. So this came from an inside source. Two thousandth in the world. <laughs> his, his he got his sponsor bought him a spot, and he's the reason they no longer let people buy pro am spots to let players in at uh, at the Corn Ferry BMW tournament. Oh, yeah, that's nasty. I've, yeah, I've heard a lot of 
different stuff from agents about that. So if Jay McClune. How old is he? He's not old. He's like 48. Yeah. I thought he was like a Spike McCroy type, but he played his ass off. All credit to Jay. Danny Chop shot three under two. No, he's not that old, McClellan. I think he's a younger guy. As far as I can tell. All right. Um, any other thoughts on PR now that we've gone backwards? No. Are you excited about the fanless event in Japan? I mean, no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not excited about coronavirus. Yeah. Everybody's sending that to you. Yeah, I'm not excited about that. Coronavirus. They're gonna have a fanless LPGA. Do, do I think? Do I? Do I think they're gonna provide? They're the fanless event. Do I think the fanless event is gonna provide a better television product and better competition? Yes. I Am I excited that it's a fanless event? And because of the circumstances. Because of, because of the coronavirus. No. <laughs> Can I just say what I'm going on the other PGL? We're bouncing with news all over the place here. I love Charlie Hoffman saying, I- I'm not going to be under that Saudi blood money influence. That's like, I mean, I love you, Chuck, but I don't know that you're a target. I mean, come on. He's not going to be one of these team leaders. That's like me saying, you know, I have my morals aren't going to let me date like whatever, Kate Upton or something. Like, uh, he's not exactly a target. That was a big headline today. People were touting. So I appreciate I appreciate his stance. I just yeah. I don't know that he's you know first in line. But yeah, yeah. I I, I agree. Any other thoughts before we sign off here? We have a, a Kushnet has come out on the distance report. Oh, I didn't read the specifics, but I think they're against it, uh, from what I understand. <laughs> They think everybody, every the game's never been better for everybody, pros, amateurs alike. They have the best. My one of my favorite things of this is like, you can see everybody's like position. Like, there's one organization that's supposed to put like monetary considerations aside, and they they did this exhaustive hundred page plus report. And now everybody's like a cushion. They did this report. Look at these numbers. It's like, well, they got millions, if not billions of dollars on the line. Yeah. You can understand it, why they would do it from a business perspective. I just, I don't know why, like, some of these people just regurgitate what they said without that added you know people are like here's a kushnet as you like well yeah. it's the same reason why a certain golf publication just just that's owned by a holding corp just named one of the other companies in the holding corp best club fitter <laughs> and also has these like effusive praise of a of a design company that's also in the holding corp written on their website with no disclaimers none none but no disclaimer like, that hey, the guy that owns us also owns this company. This is golf. Golf is just the most incestual, dirty place. Incestual. Okay. Incestual. Okay, got it. Incestual, so- dirty place where sponsored content is not marked. It's it's <sighs> disgusting. It is pretty ridiculous. It 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 is just utterly disgusting. As somebody that you said backwards is what it is. I used to sell sponsored content. I know what it looks like. Make people like buy real ads. Don't just unbox a 
pair of shoes and say Nike is awesome. Make people buy real ads. Make us talk about your your liquor or your your apples or whatever it is. That that like you know whatever. Yeah, we you're th- gonna think people that. people that the Cosmic Crisp people paid for my talking about Cosmic Crisp. <laughs> That's not the case. No, but here's my whole point is um just like you don't have to just regurgitate the Kushnet statement without also adding the point that they have a extremely significant financial interest in this taking this position and i saw so many people these equipment reporters just like copy paste the report like just add it just add that so do you want to hear something go ahead so the ringer right bill simmons congrats to bill simmons for selling it but when they they wrote a lot about tv shows long time listener big shotgun guy so they wrote a ton about hbo shows and HBO was an original investor in The Ringer. And at, at, at every single article ever written about an HBO show, there's a disclaimer right across the top. It's HB- not hard. HBO an initial investor in The Ringer. It's so easy to avoid. Okay. So if you're a golf magazine that takes advertisement or something, like Akushnet is an advertiser of XYZ Magazine. Or, hey... We're owned by the same company that owns this this brand. You know, yeah. it's, it's fine. So easy to avoid. It's such an easy thing to do. And, and it's just uh, sad that readers, like a lot of people, don't know that. Maybe that's why they do it. Then, whatever. All right. Any other uh, thoughts? Can I just say someone sent me this? Oh, uh, who was it? Amal. Amal. I think text uh, tagged us on this. I got this tweet. You see this gambling thing going on in Chicago with Erlocker's brother? Yeah. Casey didn't go to get the restore hair work done. You know, Zach Johnson's a restore guy now. No. Someone sent me the the picture of Zach Johnson. <laughs> He's coming for Erlocker's spot. I'll, I'll, I, I made my wife take a picture of some of the billboards this weekend. This, all right. So this is from a like Chicago Tribune. I don't know, like a Metro reporter. This sounds like. This sounds like a, a, a page out of Mad Libs. Casey Erlocker, the brother of the Chicago Bears legend, among 10 people charged with running an illegal offshore sports gambling ring. Also charged are a Chicago cop and guys and guys with nicknames like Uncle Mick and Sweaters. <laughs> sweaters. So your boy... The Erlockers are mixed in with sweaters and Uncle Mick running gate. Why does did the Cortex money not come through? Why has he got to do this? I don't understand why, you know, the Triton didn't sell. Why, why, why is Casey Erlocker running an offshore gambling ring with sweaters and Uncle Mick? This is your, these are your people. You, Bogoyevich is now bouncing around town. <laughs> it's just a circus over there. One night, one night, I got mega, mega worse for the wear. <laughs> yeah, and I was out with my wife and her brother, and her sister, and her sister, and uh, and I got, I got, I got hanging out with these two guys at this of this bar that has live music called Citrus and Lenny, <laughs> and they were like older guys. I mean. Squir- squirrely looking dudes. The guy's name was Citrus. Citrus and Lenny. 
And I, I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm gonna tell you, I had the worst hangover of my life the next I can, day. I, I, I can imagine. You don't want to. Yeah. Oh, all right. That's I what happens in Chicago, you know, crackers and sweaters and sweaters. Uncle Mick, Casey Urlacher. <laughs> I can't believe Casey didn't get some <laughs> some hair plugs. You know, is he bald? Do we even oh, he's, know bald he's bald as shit. Look at his mugshot. <laughs> he looks like he looks like a uh, worse for the wear Brian Urlacher at age 45. <laughs> all right. I'm getting the hiccups. I've been laughing too much. All right. We're done. We never did our PGL schedule. We bumped that. This is going to be like. See, I told you you shouldn't have bumped it. Just got bumped again. This is going to be Troy Merritt, Jazzy J segment. You know, PGL is going to be dead by the time we ever release our what we would do for a schedule framework. All right. We're moving it off. Everybody enjoy your Friday. We're we're almost through February. Golf season's around the corner. Attack your Friday uh, with an enthusiasm previously unknown to mankind and see you next week.